0: and welcome back to the Plutocracy Report. Well, I certainly hope you all have been great since the last time we talked, and I certainly hope you've been doing your duty and trying to wake up the sheepies and mentally prepare them for what's to come and let them know we need to unite to defeat these tyrannical plutocrats. Well, I'm glad to be back, and this is the monumental 30th show, and I think we should evaluate where we are at at this time. So, today's show is called, Where Are We Now, Vince? Well, my friends, it looks like we are going to finish 2018 without a major sign of economic implosion at this point. So, I guess you can say I was wrong, because I predicted a pullback by November that would be deemed a correction in the market, and it it looked like I was right, but now everything is magically going up again. You know, uh, the Dow and the Nasdaq were down big Tuesday. But, you know, it, it's up and it's down. They will bail out the losses and the Dow will, you know, hang around 25000 for now. So the market manipulators survived another year and we're still buying a lot of crap for Christmas. Well, not me. I just give a few people some money in a homemade card, which is the best gift you could give anyone. You know, use it for whatever you want. I'm not going to buy some crap you don't need that you're going to throw out most likely. Here, I have a 20 or a 50 or if I really like it, maybe a hundo. But, uh, <laughs> you know, money's better than buying Chinese-made crap or stuff they don't need. That's all the plutocrats think we're here to do on Earth is consume. Anyways, I do see signs of the economy starting to melt down. You know, assets are down. 90% of the 70 asset classes tracked by Deutsche Bank are posting negative total returns in dollar terms for the year. You know, but the dollar is high, so don't worry about it, cheapies. It looks to me like the auto industry is slowing down. You know what, I'll talk about other factors too, but at this point, I think the economy is being held together simply by a few main factors. In fact, I'm sure of this. You know, let me go through them. Stock buybacks, of course. Plunge protection. It's basically the same freaking thing. No substantial interest rate hikes. They just talk about it, but they're not going to raise them substantially ever. And the one thing that affects us all is low gas prices. This is holding the whole financial ball of crap together. It affects all of us in the wallet or purse any added daily expenditures to the lower half is going to cause economic tribulations. We are stretched to the limit, but we have seen no substantial rise in staple goods or gas, you know, inflation. So that is why our insane leader is able to say, we have the greatest economy of all time because of me and my brain. Well, Right now, gas around here is the lowest I've seen in over a decade. You know, it's probably much longer. I can't remember how long it's been. There were some places around here selling gas for $2.05 a gallon. If you pay cash, it's like $0.05 more for credit, which I do because, you know, you can pay at the pump. I don't want to have to go in there. And wouldn't you know it, my bank card got scammed. I hear that's one of the ways they get your numbers when you're paying at the pump. So I got it canceled, and I got to take time out of my life to go to the credit union and get a new card and sign something. By the way, if you're still with the big banks, get out of it. Get your money out of the big banks, please. Move your money to credit unions or community banks. Boycott the plutocrat banks. been saying that for so long. But anyways, my card got scammed. And when you think about it, scams are such a big part of our society. I mean, not just criminals, but in business and government too. Our whole monetary system is a freaking scam. We are a scam society, my friends, and that needs to change. Now again, I will admit I was wrong about something. (laughs) Wow, that's two times in one day, two times in five minutes. My humility is amazing, isn't it? Trump only wishes he could be like me. I admit I was wrong about thinking they couldn't keep gas prices low for this long. I just didn't think they could do it. And I'd love to talk to Michael C. Rupert about it if he was still around. Boy, I wish he was. I miss him. So let me be clear that low gas prices has been their biggest factor to being able to claim the economy is great and we're all doing great. But look at what's going on in France. They took to the streets over a modest gas tax. Of course, there's more than that, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back. The common people are already stretched to the limit. Just like our lower class, they they suffer the same things. Discomfort is always the catalyst for uprising. Now, I saw some video of what's going on in France, and it was wild. The caption said, Violent protests across Paris has claimed lives. Residents of the French capital aren't having the country's rising fuel taxes. I, I think I heard it was like six cents a liter. And that increases every year, you know, to fight global warming. Yeah, they're really going to use that money in a correct way, aren't they? Frickin' scammers. But this is a serious protest. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, this is really something. They are out there and they won't be ignored. I saw another video of snipers around central Paris and get this, I kid you not, I posted a video of French police taking off their helmets and joining the protesters. Of course, I was ecstatic and wrote a great lead-in about how this is the way we defeat the plutocrats. Once the people and the soldiers join us, it's over for them. And guess what? Facebook freaking deleted it. Disappeared right off my page. I mean, this is messed up because I post a lot of heavy anti-plutocrat stuff and this is the one they found the most disturbing and they just deleted it. So, you know, friend me on Facebook if you want. Just search uh, Vince Marcanti from Chicago because I post some good stuff and I'm going to try to find that video again. I'm pissed it got taken down because I forgot what I wrote but it was no doubt brilliant. (laughs) Also... I am being ghost censored on Facebook. You know, some of my posts, people never see unless they go to my page. It doesn't show up on people's feeds. And that's going on a lot. But unity is the biggest enemy of the power elite and what they fear the most. Hence all the discord and disharmony within our society. Pay close attention to how this will be reported in the mainstream and notice the anti Protest propaganda. They're going to be saying, and they already are saying, it's not protests, it's riots. These are violent and stupid people, and the police will never be blamed for instigating the violence by the mainstream network rats. They will call them anarchists and use that word as a derogatory word, even though anarchists in the true content are the most peaceful people in the world who don't want government approved systematic violence, and they know we can govern ourselves and respect the rights of people and the natural world. So it really shouldn't be used as a pejorative, but our whole freaking world is messed up. They redefine things to suit their needs. Well, the French resistance has no idea how to overthrow the plutocrats, and by clear evidence, they're not acting very bright. You know, unless compared to us, the American sheepies. But we are dumb all over for letting things get this bad to begin with. It never should have got this far. But the French are lion hearts that let the government know of their disapproval and they do something about it, even if it's immature, unorganized, and unfocused. But this is more than an easily demonized protest. People from the far right and the far left are joining together because they had enough of being fleeced by the banking plutocrats, you know, with austerity and tax theft and the cost of living is too high for them. Once the people are fed up, we can unite in agreement to end plutocracy and boycott and disobey them, force them out of power and end plutocracy for good. There's no need for blood or violence in any way. Now, more about the French protests later, because this is big and exciting and you know we also got the brexit uh drama going on in the uk so that'll be interesting too i mean a crap storm is brewing and it will happen in parts of europe before the crap hits the fan here you know here we live in fantasy land and we think we're in the booming and roaring teens of great again america thanks to trump Most of us don't consider how one factor like gas prices can affect our whole economy. But you know what? The plutocrats know it. The price of oil is arbitrary because the real price we pay for extraction, delivery, refining, military, and of course the devastating externalities, we just ignore it. If that was all factored into the cost of gas, it'd be over 25 bucks a gallon. So... The price is totally arbitrary, for now anyways. Let's see if the price of oil starts to creep up after the great Christmas commercial time passes. I bet you it will. But the most serious factor is disruption to our food supply, and that would be due to climate change primarily. I won't even mention the trade war with China bullcrap because it's just a crap show for them to distract us with. Nothing more. Economically, we and China are interdependent on each other, and China has its own economic problems. There will be no trade war, only talk you know, to confuse and distract us, and desperation to keep the status quo upward money flow for as long as possible. That's all they're doing. That's all they care about. So let's move on to where we are now environmentally. I heard some righty dumbass saying, People don't care about the climate change crap. They only care about the economy. That's what's important to them, as if the two weren't interacted. And, you know, I'm not saying he's wrong in the minds of a lot of people. They they have no idea what's going on with the climate. So I don't know if you can give him a pass or not. But, yeah, they only think about the economy. That's the only issue that's on the table for the government, they think. So people are intentionally dumb, biased, and delusional, and it's very sad. But I want to start this segment with a quote that was once good but now is outdated. Upton Sinclair said, It's difficult for a man to understand something when his salary depends on him not understanding it. Yeah, okay, Upton, but now it's darn right impossible to get anyone to understand something that goes against their contrived and biased beliefs. The dawn of the internet could have been, you know, something that brought hidden truth to all of us. And it did, in a way, to some of us. But it also brought massive confusion, delusion, distraction, propaganda, and false theories. But despite all that and all the BS out there, it's clear we can all agree on not trusting our government. Everyone doesn't trust the government. Look at the approval rating for congress. You know, when the question was asked, what do you trust more than government on social media? The best answer I saw was, I trust the ads on Pornhub that say local girls are dying to meet me more than I trust the government. Yeah, that that's well put. <laughs> I would trust those ads more than the government too. Well, we all know they need to go. No one's saying trust the government. We can unite on that. And once our livelihood is compromised, maybe we will do something about it like the French yellow jacket lion hearts. But when it comes to climate change and most every issue, we are divided and uninformed. And this is on purpose. And some of you might think I'm a kook because I talk about chemical ice nucleation for weather modification and all i can do is read about it and speculate but the weather event we had last week in and around chicago gave me some additional visual insight that reinforced my conviction first thing is the whole blizzard occurred above 32 degrees in fact it started at 38 it didn't get much lower went down to 35 maybe but you know it started with the biggest snowflakes i've ever seen that accumulated fast, and we got an inch in like 30 minutes. But then the flakes were small, thin, elongated sleet, is what it looked like. And that went on for over 12 hours. It was the heaviest snow I've ever had to shovel, and it stuck to the shovel like paste. You know, the bottom was partially frozen, and the rest was just heavy, wet snow. It stuck to everything, the trees, the power lines, the street signs, and the lights. This wasn't a natural ice storm, in my opinion. We had below-average temperatures for days after the storm, which is what would be expected from chemical ice nucleation, because the climate engineers have the power to chemically cool down surface temperatures when enough atmospheric moisture is available to them the more heavily and extensively they utilize chemical ice nucleation materials, the more extreme the surface cooling they can create. And this is not speculation, but verifiable fact proven by patented processes. You know, the Chinese admitted to geoengineering snowstorms, and that was back in 2009 when a chemically ice nucleated snowstorm crippled Beijing. So just imagine how far we have come along with this procedure since then, and since they can use it to create cold areas, then people say, well, no global warming today. It looks like an ice age is coming, actually. Oh, that Al Gore, he was lying. I can believe geoengineering is going on from research I do and from personal observation, like... How do I know global warming is real? Well, all you can do is read and see environmental reports with video and images from around the world and get statistics. And I also notice from my own attachment to the environment that things are changing indeed. For instance, I can feel the sun on my skin and it's more intense. I know that for sure. I notice the abnormal weather and I can compare it from the last four decades. I can tell wide-ranging bird and insect populations are down. Save the mosquitoes, because they were bad last summer. But I can see there are way more dead and dying trees now. I can tell things are changing in a geological blink of an eye. Global warming has become the most polarizing issue because it is used as ideology, not science. And here's how it works for a division tactic, you know, for the righties. They know the Democrats lie. So they think global warming is all a big carbon tax hoax. And, you know, they are encouraged to think this way. The president thinks this way. And what's worse is it's actually true that the neoliberals are actually using global warming as an excuse to scam carbon tax money from the From the lower class from the working class that's all these rats know how to do the freaking democrats and neoliberals all they know how to do is tax things and make sure their buddies and donors profit from it you know from plundering lower class taxes and all they ever do is lie including about global warming because they say it's not as dire as it really is so the writers got a point you know But the lefty lie about climate change is not that it doesn't exist at all, but that they trust reports that downplay the severity of it and spread lies, including lies of omission. They subdue us by agreeing it won't impact most of us, you know, until we gone. So it's quite a brilliant mind control structure in this country. Everything is measured in money. Like the report that came out. Uh, That said, climate change might affect the economy by 10% in 2100. And they're all reporting it like, oh my god, that's so alarming. Can you believe it? (laughs) It's insane to even make such a statement. Unless the economy continues after we're freaking extinct. Maybe that could be right. And maybe it does because we treat the economy like a living organism that we have no control over. So maybe it'll keep going after we die. Ay, ay, ay. They really set up this dichotomy of division well. We are trained to go along with anything that appeals to our contrived political biases. And the only thing some people use to form their worldview is what they see on the frickin' TV. They do no other research whatsoever. Imagine what they believe. Imagine their worldview from what they see on the TV. When, you know, they they don't know it's all plutocrat propaganda news. They actually trust it. Imagine the mind of a sheepie like that. When the corporate news isn't forced to report on, you know, the latest mass shooting or our weekly nasty weather event, they just feed us irrelevant crap. And I mean crap, you know. Years of... Russia investigations and porn star payouts. Hey, you know what? What's all that about, anyways? Stormy Daniels is suing Trump after getting a payoff for like over a hundred grand. I mean, how does that work? What? What's her problem? Is she saying she deserves more money before she'll shut the hell up? I mean, that, that's greedy. Like if I slept with Melania, who happens to be my exact age. In fact. We were born within 36 hours of each other. Mm. (laughs) So if she hired me to sexually amuse her, and she was like, okay, Vince, that was great, you sexy man. Here, I give you 100 grand if you keep your mouth shut. I'd be like, oh, thank you. My lips are sealed, baby. You can count on me. (laughs) I couldn't be a rat and do what Stormy Daniels is doing. It's really low, no matter who it is, You're ratting on, even if it's a POS like Trump. That's just low class. Make this woman go away. She annoys me. Some people just like the attention, and some people will do anything for money. And Trump is like that too. He's an attention seeker. He would go nuts and curl up and die if he didn't get so much attention all the time. Anyways, mainstream news is infantile drama and must be shut down. And why does it still exist? I mean, it sucks, and it's full of commercials. And you know what they say? Well, corporate news is ratings-driven. So, you know, people must want to hear about fictitious and wasteful investigations into Russia hacking our minds and controlling Trump. So people must still be watching it, and they have to stop in order for it to go away. I don't know what entertainment they get out of it, but... It's just goofy. I think people only watch it because there's nothing else for them to freaking watch if they only look at the TV. You know, they think, well, we live in a democracy because we can choose to watch Fox or CNN. There's diversity. That's always our choices, you know? One of two things that seem different but are just, in reality, the two cheeks of the corporate ass. Long ago, I was saying... We need a public-paid news station that doesn't need high ratings and corporate donations to report the unbiased truth. That would be a huge step in the right direction for a better-informed populace. So that's why this headline caught my attention. Trump proposes state-run media network. The commander-in-chief wants a TV network to show the world the way we really are great. Jeez. Oh, President Trump tweeted about his proposal suggesting the United States operate its own media outlet. <laughs> well, CNN doesn't do a great job in the United States based on ratings, outside of the U.S. they have very little competition. Throughout the world, CNN has a powerful voice portraying the United States in an unfair and false way. Something has to be done, including the possibility of the United States starting our own worldwide network to show the world the way we really are great. Oh, man. You mean you want to tell everyone how great you are, huh? Well, Mr. Blowhard, there actually already is a state-run media outlet. (laughs) It's called Voice of America, and it's terrible. The government funds it to the tune of, get this, $220 million every single year. Voice of America is a U.S. government-funded international radio broadcast service which serves as the United States federal government's official institution for non-military external broadcasting, the largest U.S. international broadcaster. VOA produces digital TV and radio content in more than 40 languages, which it distributes to affiliate stations around the globe. Listen to this. It's primarily viewed by foreign audiences. So VOA programming has an influence on public opinion abroad regarding the United States and its leaders. Ah, wonderful money, well spent, I'm sure. Sure. So it's a government-paid propaganda news for foreigners at the tune of $220 million a year. And most Americans never even heard of it. You know, listen, we could do an unbiased and honest people's media outlet for, I would say, $5 million a year. I bet that's all it would take, and the reporters would be paid just fine. That's all we need. This crap is insane. And, you know, come to think of it, $220 million for Voice of America, that's just one uh, display of how tax money is used. I bet you they could operate off $10 million or something, you know? It's always over-budgeted, and people plunder tax money and steal it and waste it, and it's sickening. Anyway, this is not what I'm talking about. This crap is insane. We don't want state media. The word state does not represent or comprise of the common people. So that would be plutocrat propaganda, no less trivial and fake than the corporate news that controls our minds and distorts our reality. We need a people's media free of plutocratic money and influence and bias. So don't let this goofball president poison the idea of a fact-based people's media outlet to inform the masses of reality. This will be a small part of the rationalist platform for 2020 that I will be revealing in the coming months. Now, People have a right to the truth and a clear view of the world. They can be brainwashed to vote against their interests so easily through propaganda media our view of the world is whatever they choose to talk about and how they choose to cover it. You know, Trump is in the White House, so we talk about immigration like it's a xenophobic issue. And, you know, they say, look, he's using tear gas. What a monster. But, you know, when they use tear gas on immigrants trying to get in under Obama, they just didn't mention it. Not something we need to cover. The lefty mainstream news portrayed Obama as a hero and simply disregarded the horror and deceit that went on during his presidency. Oh, man, what's going on over there this time, boy? What? Are you serious? What, is this becoming a common thing now? Fine, whatever. Let's do this fast. Okay, well, I guess Vinnie Jr. has a new caller on the line who is suddenly dying to tell me something about Obama. So let's see who this is. What's the name, Vinny? Really? All right, right, connect me to his line. Hello, Dexter the Democrat. Welcome to the Plutocracy Report. Oh, hi there. Well, thank you for letting me on. I must say, I love how you make fun of Trump. It's wonderful. That man is such an ass. I can't tell you how much he disgusts me. But more importantly, I'm simply sick and tired of you criticizing Democrats so unfairly. I almost fainted when you said we need to destroy the Democrat Party a few weeks ago. You're just terrible. I can't stand it when you insult Barack Obama either. He was the greatest president we ever had and a wonderful, caring man. Now, I'm warning you, Vincent. I'm not going to listen to your show ever again if you don't stop being such, a, such a, a mean jerk and insulting the Democrats who are the party that truly cares about us. We need to support them now more than ever. This president and the Republicans are dangerous. Okay, Dexter. I mean, I can agree the Republicans are indeed dangerous, but they're not quite as deceitful as the Democrats, who are just as dangerous. We have to kill that party and start a new one. Oh, dear Lord, there you go again. You're insane. No, I'm not. We need to replace them with a real party of the people, free of plutocrat interest. The Democrats are 100% owned by the plutocrats, and I believe Obama was the third worst president ever, and he did the opposite of what should have been done on every major issue. But, you know, then again... He was never in control, was he? Oh, really? Is that right, Mr. Know-it-all loudmouth? Well, I have a list of Obama's greatest achievements, and you're going to listen to this. And you're going to quit demonizing the Democrat Party and tell people to be ready to vote for them in 2020. All right, I'll tell you what. If you can give me a so-called achievement that was good for the common people, I'll do what you say. I promise. Well, first and foremost, he passed health care reform. And after five precedents over a century, they all failed to create universal health insurance. He signed the Affordable Health Care Act in 2010, and it will cover 32 million uninsured Americans. That was his legacy. Oh, geez. All right, well, let's look at it rationally here. We wanted, we the people, the majority of us wanted and needed to join the rest of the world in creating a universal single-payer health care system. And we needed to end the insurance companies, drug firms, and for-profit hospitals from running the show, and we thought he might do it, didn't we? All Obama and the Democrats did is pass a Republican plan, Romney Care, written by the insurance plutocrats that bailed out the nefarious and destructive health insurance rats, by ordering those 32 million people to buy health insurance or be penalized by illicit and immoral taxation. The only thing in return was people can't be labeled with pre-existing conditions, which is all of us, and that had to end regardless of this abomination of legislation. The 32 million uninsured didn't want to be uninsured. They just couldn't afford health insurance or they needed to save money and they were willing to take the risk of not having coverage to do so. Simply put, Obama destroyed the best chance we had for sane and humane health care, and he should have been run out of town with pitchforks for being such a liar. He never kept one campaign promise. Not one. And I i don't know how you Dumbocrats, still like his deceitful ass. Oh my goodness. Wow. Who do you think you're talking to? That was really, really rude. We are not dummycrats. Stop saying that. It's really offensive and hurtful. He did the best for us because the Republicans would fight against government-paid health care, and he got us the best he could. Bullcrap. None of the Republicans voted for it anyways. They could have passed it. They had the majority, and they had the people behind them. But they are subservient to plutocrats. Just admit it. I most certainly will not. I believe what you want about health care, but I'll tell you this. He also passed stimulus $787 billion American Recovery and Reinvestment Act in 2009 to spur economic growth amid the greatest recession since the Great Depression. And weeks after the stimulus went into effect, unemployment claims began to subside. Twelve months later, the private sector began producing more jobs and it was losing. And it continued to do so for 23 straight months, creating a total of 3.7 million new private sector jobs. How about that? Oh, man, that is so deceiving, Dexter. They created trillions upon trillions to save Wall Street instead of letting them fail like we should have, and created a new monetary system to really improve our country in every way. And we could have used that fiat money to transform our country into a egalitarian utopia where all citizens can thrive. Not one penny went to helping people keep their homes that they were getting swindled out of, or not a penny to rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure or green technology All of it went to the plutocrats and their banks and corporations that should have been left to die. This man was truly an enemy of the people and a friend to the elite. Wow, you you really are an unpleasant man. How can you be so mean? Well, how about this, smarty pants? In case you forgot, he also ended the war in Iraq. How about that, huh? Oh, and he toppled that horrible, barbaric dictator, Muammar Gaddafi. And that was March 2011. You have to admit he's a hero for saving all those poor people in Libya who are suffering under that monster. He was raping women. He was such a monster. So that's check and mate. I'm right now. Quit bad-mouthing Democrats, Mr. Vincent Oh, Maron, that makes me sick to my stomach. By killing Gaddafi, Libya has become a slave-trading hellhole. We did it for the banking plutocrats because Gaddafi was a threat to their currency being used in Africa. Under Obama, such horrific atrocities were committed. I would need two hours to go through them all. He was a neocon war and banking plutocrat appeaser, And should be haunted for life, and how evil our military acted under his atrocious time as head sock puppet. Millions died or suffered because of him. Just look into how Libya really was before he destroyed it, and look at it now. And you know, I'm not going to waste time going through it all. You can look into it, and I'm not going to talk about ISIS and Syria because the aware people know the truth. And you you probably wouldn't listen anyways. And I went through all this in past shows. Were you listening? Now, I know what you're reading there. I I remember seeing this. It was called Obama's Top 50 Accomplishments, and it was by Washington Monthly. And every so-called accomplishment listed was in reality an abomination to humankind. You know, it just goes to show how Left and right propaganda distorts the truth and people conclude what their biases interpret. When the righties list his worst things, you know, that's actually the only decent things he did. (laughs) It's crazy out there. I mean, I've been through this whole my whole adult life. I don't have preconceived bias and my heart determines right from wrong. And it's clear only a small percentage of Americans share my beliefs in in doing this. We are told to pick a religion or an ideology or a side, and most of us do because we want to feel part of a herd. Herd mentality is strong and seductive, and it requires blind faith. So I don't do that crap. I need proof, and I need research, and I let my heart decide if something is good or bad. But at this point in time, when the proof is obvious and undeniable that both parties are simply upholders of plutocrat policy, both foreign and domestic, it makes me sick to my stomach that you, Dexter, and others think an immoral, deceitful, sociopathic hypocrite was a good president. Only the plutocrats can say that because he did everything they wanted. And with a charming smile. Is that why you liked him? And without question or debate. So, yes, I guess in a way you are right. He was the greatest president ever for the evil freaking plutocrats. You're not one of them, are you? Just shut up. You're a racist. That's why you hate Obama. You're a racist. Shh, shh, sh. Calm down, Dexter. It's, it's going to be okay. I know you're upset with me. So I'm going to play a song just for you, Dexter, okay? Will this tear you up? Well, I would love to hear some Coldplay. Could you please play Paradise for me? I love that song. No, sir. I will die a thousand painful deaths before I play Coldplay on this show. (laughs) But I will play a new song from a young artist. So all you millennials out there who think I only like old tunes and old fart artists, well, it ain't true, because this just came out in October. It's Raylan Baxter And this is gonna send Dexter right back to the hole Where he came from Roll it V Uh, One, two, three
1: Uh 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 Money All I ever want Is money But I never wanna Work for the money So I Can you believe I never met her? Can you believe she never met me too? But she called me every day telling me to behave. You know I never listened. Do you remember all the good times? Do you remember all the bad times too? Ooh. She reminds me every day Telling me to behave you No know one I never listen Keep my mind.
0: song Casanova. I like it. Thanks dude, you did a good job making that. And maybe I'll check you out if you're playing a gig around here sometime. I'll keep my eyes open. So, thank you, Rayland. All right. I feel a little bad about how I treated our caller. You know, if you're still listening, Dexter, how about this? You keep on listening to the Plutocracy Report, and I'll lay off the Obama and Democrat. Oh, uh, Democrat bashing. But in order to do that, to be fair, I have to lay off the righties too. So I hope you don't mind that. But, you know, maybe I should. After all, they are just doing what they believe is right, which is what benefits them and what keeps their cozy set of living arrangements going. So enough said, I guess. <laughs> Some people call it human nature, you know. But I I, I tell you this, this is... No doubt true. I feel it in my heart. We are not greedy by natural instinct. We are supposed to be cooperative and social. It is in our upbringing in the society which is governed by monetary interests exclusively and consumption. And that is what makes greed seem like human nature. It's definitely not. Well, let's get back to the important question of Where are we now, Vince? As a country, the prevailing attitude is still, just leave well enough alone. So we accept the madness of perpetual war and military waste. While the final fleecing is going on, they're taking our hard-earned money away from us. I really don't know how long this can go on, but we could see that France has reached the effort point. This is really an important moment in time going on there. And I, I really hope this leads to something good. Now, on November seventeenth, it was reported that at least two thousand five hundred blockades of road junctions and highway toll booths were reported in all regions, involving, according to the police, at least three hundred thousand yellow jacket protesters who were wearing the neon jackets at French drivers are required to carry in their vehicles. This movement wasn't initiated by any party or trade union. It had been built entirely from social networks around rejection of a further increase to the carbon tax on fuels. Uh, You know, it's scheduled for January 1st, 2019, an additional 6.5 cents for a liter of diesel and 2.9 cents for a liter of SP. 95. And by 2018 the tax on diesel had already increased by 7 cents. On 1 liter of diesel fuel costing 1.45 euros, the state currently receives about 60% in tax or 85.4 cents. The government plans to increase this further in 2020 and 2021 by 6.5 cents every year. This is the largest diesel tax percentage in Europe after the UK and Italy. But in France, unlike most other European countries, diesel is very much the majority and accounts for 80% of fuel consumption. The price of diesel has risen 23% just over the past year. Freaking nuts. Now, that may have been the catalyst, but they are fed up with being fleeced by the plutocrats and It costs too much for them to make a freaking decent living. Listen to this. There is 70 to 80% support for this movement, and I'm very excited to see this. Now, Macron, this goof, this freaking banker, Rothschild banking servant, he's viewed by a very large part of the population as the president of the rich. Yeah, you think? They're all presidents of the rich. The increase in fuel taxes hitting workers receiving the lowest wages after such gifts to the rich was experienced as the straw that broke the camel's back. The French are coming together, and that is what it takes to overthrow the plutocrats. If the cops join them, they will achieve a successful overthrow. And I just hope they can get organized and that they have the right plans for demands and a transition. I wish I could help. Now, apparently, they are gouging their people with the gas tax, which is a subterfuge of uh, addressing climate change. So they use a really bad predicament for a way to plunder more tax money, and it's just awful. And it doesn't help us unite in really changing our lifestyle to prepare for the dire predicament of runaway climate change. And we really need to try to sustain some of the life-supporting systems of this planet. But, you know, money's the only thing that anyone gives a goddamn about right now. And it's been like that for a long time. It's just sick. They think the Paris Agreement is all we need. And that may be the biggest con in history when you think about it. Everything is measured in dollars. Therefore, nothing can change, you know. If you try to change something, they say, it'll cost jobs, so you got to keep doing bad things, even though we are based on a fiat monetary system that has gone exponential and the debt is unquantifiable. And now they got this ridiculous report out that says, climate change may affect the economy by 10% in 2100. You know, and the president can't even believe that. No, that's not going to happen. That's a big lie. Nobody cares about the, about the earth, you know. It's the economy that's in control. We don't control it. It controls us. And, you know, we could change that anytime we choose to overthrow the system. It's just a big con that we can't get past. So now as a geoengineer the hell out of the U.S. and other countries, we're seeing many global warming denial stories coming out. And the biggest one on the righty side is that an ice age is coming, a grand solar minimum, and, uh, you know, Al Gore's a liar. And the lefty side is saying, oh, don't worry, we can just do geoengineering to save us while we keep doing what is causing the problem. You know, so the economy can keep growing because we can't change that. We must feed it. You think I'm kidding? Listen to these headlines. First, Uh, A righty one. Sorry, global warming alarmists. The earth is cooling. This is from Forbes. Climate change itself is already in the process of definitely rebutting climate alarmists who think human use of fossil fuels is causing ultimately catastrophic global warming. That is because natural climate cycles have already turned from warming to cooling. Global temperatures have already been declining for more than 10 years, <laughs> and global temperatures will continue to de- decline for another two decades or more. Oh, okay, you're sure of that, right? This liar who wrote this is a twit from the Heartland Institute. You know, the Heartland Institute is a stock-issued conservative think tank based in Chicago, founded by some douchebag, Joseph L. Bast, and it has ties to Richard Mellon Scaife. Exxon, of course, and Philip Morris, you know, the usual suspects. How could anyone trust a word they say? You can just assume everything they say that the opposite is true, and uh, that is the truth. Wow, they think it's getting colder, huh? (laughs) Whatever. Let me move on, because here is the lefty one. This is from CNN, Childish News Network. Dimming the sun, the answer to global warming, question mark. Scientists are proposing an ingenious, yet, as of now, yet unproven way to tackle climate change. Spraying sun-dimming chemicals into the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, as if they aren't doing it already. And it's not ingenious, you fools. It's a pharmaceutical approach to global warming. And it's insane, and it's devastating, you assholes. And it's been going on a long time already okay let me move on to the next one conspiracy theory now conspiracy fact as congress holds hearings on weather manipulation washington dc geoengineering is finally going mainstream as the u.s house and subcommittee on environment and subcommittee on energy hearing on wednesday held the first house hearing about the science that until now has generally been considered a conspiracy theory, and relegated to the fringes of society by the Praetorian Guard mainstream news, controlled by the ruling power elite oligarchy. Call them plutocrats. Yeah, they are just getting ready to roll out the idea. As if it hasn't been going on for years, huh? We all know it has. Well, actually, not all of us. The more aware people know, listen to this one. Scientists will copy effects of a huge volcano eruption to block the sun's rays and fight global warming in a $3 million study funded by Bill Gates. Scientists are to copy the effects of a massive volcano eruption to block the sun's rays and combat global warming. As part of a $3 million experiment partially funded by Microsoft's Bill Gates, a team from Harvard University will spray tiny chalk particles into the atmosphere 12 miles above the Earth to reflect some of the sun's rays back into space. The hope is that this will have a similar effect to an erupting volcano which was releasing sulfur dioxide in 1991 Mount Pinatubo erupted in the Philippines, releasing 20 million tons of sulfur dioxide that cooled the planet by 0.5 C for 18 months. Yeah, okay, guys, you do whatever you want to our skies. I mean, if you're rich like Bill Gates, you don't need approval. Just go ahead and dim the sun. We never have to change our evil ways, you know. Keep the economy monster alive, that's all that matters. This is sick. I really hate greedy rich people who think they are smart. Oh, here, like this, conniving rat boy. Headline, Elon Musk says he'll probably move to Mars. (laughs) Well, I say, not soon enough, you money-scamming, spoiled charlatan. And please do us a favor, take that Bezos rat with you any other fat rat scumbags. And then this planet will become a better place. And you know what? You're all going to die on the way there too because your technology for space travel is crap and we all know it. Uh, I thought I had time for more propaganda headlines, but I don't. And I want to play something for you to think about it before we go. This country is in no way a free country and there is no democracy. This is a corporate state where a government is in control of the people. Never has it been the other way around, even in past uh, decades. So listen to what they do to you if you achieve the dream of living off the grid on your own property. I mean, this is sick. And I want to help this young man, even though I I don't like the fact that he joined the military because it's an obsolete and horrible Institution and no one should join it until we get control of it. But you know, people don't know any better, so I, I guess maybe I should be able to forgive them or not blame them. But I, I gotta blame people for their choices. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm rambling right now, but I want you to hear this. Listen to what they are doing to this young man, and good for the local news for reporting this instead of pretending the tyranny is not real. At 6, I'm Elizabeth Jentl. And I'm Mark Thornhill. Only on WFF48, a Huntsville man fighting, sitting all to stand up for the way of life he believes in. Give people the most uh, liberty and personal freedom that you can afford to give them without infringing on other people's rights. I just don't see how we're hurting anyone by being here. One local Huntsville man uh, joined the military to fight for our rights, but now he says his own rights are being threatened. The city condemned Tyler Truitt's property. The city filed a lawsuit calling his self-sufficient lifestyle unsafe. Uh, Truitt says he's not hurting anyone
1: and deserves to live on the land he owns. WFAA 48, Lauren Bale joins us now with his story.
0: Lauren. Many would call it the American dream, only owning two acres of land and living completely independently off of that land. The city says that's a violation of city ordinance and officials are threatening to arrest Tyler Truitt and his girlfriend Soraya Hamar. The couple says they'd rather be arrested than leave their land. If it's the simple things in life that matter, it perhaps doesn't get any simpler than living off the land. So we live out here 100% off the grid, self-sustaining. Tyler Truitt and his girlfriend, Soraya, have everything they need. So I basically made all my own utilities. I got my solar panels. I've got my, my rainwater collection system and stuff. Everything that is, except the support of the city. They said that our house is a trailer, which they say is not allowed within city limits. City officials also took issue with Truitt's off-the-grid lifestyle. And then, of course, they came, they condemned our house, and they told us, but if we stayed here, we were going to be arrested for trespassing on our own property. And uh, th- the reason why was they said that uh, it was unsafe living conditions because we don't have city utilities hooked up. And there you have it. You're not free to go off the grid. They don't want people seeing this and catching on and more people doing it. So, uh, I, you know what, I'll talk about more of this if I remember next week because this is important. They don't want us to break free of their control. That's what they fear also. All right, I uh, rambled on quite a bit today, and I'm out of time. But I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me this week on the Plutocracy Report. I'm Vince Marcanti, and until next time, buh bye (laughs)